Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, keeping sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Dave Colmel, a lowly and ignorant grot just hanging around in the dark. Fortunately, I'm joined today by Vanguard Tactics' own war boss. He's our faction specialist and a coach for VT. He's the Gazgul Mog Uruk Thraka to my Makari, Mr. Aaron Kennedy. Aaron, welcome to the show. How's it going? Yeah, really good day. Thanks. Uh, I absolutely love that reference. I've listened to this podcast for quite a long time, and I've I got to say, I never really get any of the references, but you've given me an orc one, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I could do another Lord of the Rings reference, but let's just cut to the chase and keep it simple for, for everybody Definitely. on this one. appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right, so um, before we get started into, obviously, we're talking about orcs today. Um, the important question that I have to ask is, um, do you wah? Are you one no. of those people in a tournament where you scream out wah when you do it? No, I, I gotta say, I really. I'm sorry for the people that love that, but I can, I can't do that at an event. I, it makes me cringe inside a little bit. But <laughs> I mean, do what you want to do. These these events and uh, the places for you to go and have fun. So yeah, yeah. You, you be you be you. I I um I I can say I actually um there's a a, a guy a friend I made um at a local events here in Georgia and uh he the very first event he ever came to. Uh, well, he came to one event and like was watching us play, and then a few months later, he showed up at a, at one of our GTs, and he brought a bunch of orcs. And so we're playing the game. And this is his first event playing in any event ever, and um, he's playing orcs into my death watch. So this was a couple years ago, and he says, "All right, I'm going to declare the wall." And I said, "Okay, so do it." And he goes, "What?" I said, "Do it." I said, "If you don't do it, it doesn't count. I'm not going to acknowledge your rule." And he goes, "Are you kidding?" And I'm like, "No." And <laughs> And then he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he turned around to an orc player behind me who was, this was right after Kill Rigs came out, you know, so orcs were, were kind of hot. And I said, um, he doesn't want to wah. And so everybody turned around and go, dude, you got to do it. And so like the whole room turned and shamed him into doing it. And now he does it shamelessly. So I was very proud of having brought him out of the wah closet, I, as it were. Uh, I do so, love that, actually, to be fair. You, I, I, may be, I may be convinced. I do remember when I was on, on the stream uh, a couple of years back and, and someone super chatted. Uh, and I, I had to do it at that point. Um, it did, yeah, turn me inside out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna play orcs, I feel like it's it's almost a moral, uh, uh, you know, moral <laughs> requirement. So, uh, and also Jason Langer, if you're hearing this, um, I'm sorry, and you're welcome for shaming you into doing that. Um, so anyway, um, ladies and gentlemen, in this episode, we are obviously going to be breaking down all the index cards for 10th edition for orcs. Uh, before we get started, a huge thanks to Games Workshop for sending us preview copies of all the indexes. Um, you know, it's helping us get these in, uh, episodes out faster and furious uh, to you guys every week. So uh, thanks to GW. Uh, and before we get any further, let's, uh, let's do a quick sponsor break uh, for The Outpost. The Competitive 40K podcast is proudly supported by The Outpost, your friendly local gaming store with the most helpful and friendliest of staff. After visiting The Outpost, I was taken aback by the whole host of products available in store and online. With awesome discounts, gaming tables, and a huge range of terrain for different game systems, The Outpost is certainly a great place to hang out and hobby. Check out www.the-outpost.co.uk or go and visit them in-store. All right, we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget to like, share, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Um, if you want to check us out on Instagram, Steve's on there at, at the Vanguard Tactics. Mike's on there at, at VT underscore Mike underscore. I'm, of course, at Infantry Lawyer 40K. Uh, Aaron, I know I follow you, but I can't remember your Instagram handle. 
Uh, I, I've not got a lot on there, to be honest, but I do want to start getting on there, but it's Tall Guy Plays 40K. Okay, there it is. So, yeah. Tour Guy Plays 40K, get on there, follow Aaron as well. Um, and with that, let's talk some orcs. Uh, so, Aaron, what... Um, I know you, you've you've played a couple of 10th edition games so far, but not with your orcs yet. So um, you, you got distracted by shiny gold things. Um, but yeah, uh, so what's the what's the expectations for the orcs? If you're going to sit down and you, you've definitely gone through all these cards. So what's the expectation that people should have either playing into or playing with orcs? Yeah. So basically, I, I think um, we'll get onto the army rule and things like that in, in a minute. But I think that the, the current sort of orc pressure list style from 9th edition I think we're going to see a lot more of that still. Uh, so yeah, I, I I really think that the the sort of low cost points value uh, units, quite a lot of low cost units for trading in and out. Same same sort of thing as before in ninth edition. Really, you're going to see a lot of that. There's some uh, decent points cuts on a couple of key units that we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, really liking the truck at the moment, and I think that for me is going to be a bit of a pivotal uh, unit for it, basically. Okay, so a lot of truck boys, and uh, uh, are we going to see battle wagons too? All battle wagons, they're contentious that. Uh, they, they've been pointed up quite a bit to have all the add-ons and upgrades. Uh, mm. For me, personally, I, I don't think I'm going to see a lot of those. I'm going to try because I've got four of them. Uh, I'm going to try and fit right. them in. But uh, okay. there's, there's a couple of issues issues with them. And I, th- I think it's 185 points. They're nearly four times the cost of a truck. So, yeah. yeah, not Not for me at this point, but... There's a lot of units in this book. It's a thick set of index cards. Yeah, a lot of units I to mean, play with. Orcs, orcs are one of the oldest running factions in the game, and they got a whole bunch of new units last edition. So um, they've got not nearly as many Space Marines, of course, but you know they've still got they've been around a long time. So they have got a lot of data cards, which we will not be able to get to all of. Um, but for now, uh, let's talk the army roll. I think it's Wah. Wah. Yes, um, that was close actually. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so the what uh, we'll be familiar with this from ninth edition. Although it is, uh, as a lot of stuff in in tenth edition, it's been cut back a little bit. Uh, essentially, you can call the war once per battle, uh, and at the start of the uh, you can do it at the start of the battle round now, which is quite quite interesting compared to before because before it was in your command your first command phase. Oh, okay, yeah, that is a difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and and so what it, what it does is um, if you do this until the start of the next battle round. Orc units from your army are eligible to declare a uh, charge in a turn in which they advanced. Awesome. Uh, and then add one to the strength and attacks characteristics of melee weapons equipped by orcs. And you also get an uh, army-wide 5-plus invulnerable save. That, that's everything. And a lot of stuff has been kind of trimmed out of it, basically. So your speed wire element is gone, uh, and it only lasts one battle round. Yeah, that that because last in ninth edition it, it lasted into the next round. It was slightly less powered, but it was like it was fading off, and so now it's just one round. That's all you get. Yeah, exactly. So before you'd get your extra strength and attacks uh, for an extra round, and you'd also get a six up in bone. But uh, yeah, you, you're not getting that so much uh, this time. Just the, just the one round. But I think the fact that you can declare it at the start of the battle round is quite important because uh, that five up in bone. Uh, especially if you're against quite a heavy shooting army, is is really useful. And there's been times where I've really missed that uh, when I've lost the first roll off, for example, and and I'm kind of on the line a bit, and and you, you get shot quite hard. So I think people are going to want to think about when they declare that, and if they need to declare it a little bit defensively or offensively, it's going to be quite quite important to to 
tune yourself into the to the right point in the battle to, to declare that. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, and then the detachment rule is called get stuck in. Get stuck in, yes. So detachment rule is really simple. Melee weapons equipped by orcs models from your army have the sustained hits one ability. So this is your exploding sixes. So on a critical hit roll, uh, a modified roll of a six, you can improve that. Uh, I believe if I look at the strats in a minute, you can improve that um, to a five plus at some point. But uh, yeah, oh, okay. the, people will be familiar with this. Again, um, uh, Goffs in, in the ninth edition codex, they had exploding sixes. Uh, mm. uh, haven't, hasn't got that kind of additional strength element to it anymore, but uh, nice, simple, easy to remember, and pretty strong. Um, a sustained hits one, if you think about that kind of as a bit of a plus one to hit, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, or, or it serves also, statistically, I think it serves basically as a reroll ones at mm. the very least. So yeah. I think it, um, you know, it, it makes up whatever you might miss. It's going to make up for it. So that combined with, I think the, the real magic there is combining that with declaring the law. And you're going to be able to plus one strength, plus one attacks. And then with a horde-like or semi-horde list, you're having a ton of attacks already coming in. And then you get your exploding sixes. So I think the two stacked up together sound like they could do a lot of work. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and I think one thing to note as well, to, to, to have a little think about, is that uh, previously, obviously, with the two turns of, of the war, the pressure list worked kind of across two turns. Now, maybe it's throw everything forward a little bit, pick the right turn, and really make a heavy impact on that, that turn. I, I think okay. that might be the way it might go. Got it. All right. Cool. Well, let's get into some data sheets. But uh, before we do that, we're going to do a quick uh, sponsor break for ColorForge. The Competitive 40K podcast is supported by ColorForge. I found ColorForge 18 months ago and I was blown away by the quality of the product. I've always had an incredible finish, not too thick, not too chalky, and have always had the perfect coverage in all kinds of weather conditions. The cans are around 25% larger and cheaper than most other brands on the market. All of the colors are matched to Citadel base color, so it makes that transition from rattle can to paints absolutely seamless. Check out www.thecolorforge.com to pick up your sprays today, along with a whole host of other awesome hobby products. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, don't forget to check out the competitive Warhammer 40K community Facebook page. Uh, password is still Drago. Um, I will probably change that in an upcoming episode because we've been doing that for several episodes. But with everything coming fast and furious, I don't have time to change passwords. So uh, Drago is still it. Also, um, just so everybody is aware, um, the uh, Lone Star Open is coming up at the end of July. It is July uh, 20. Second and twenty third, I believe. Why do I keep forgetting what days this are? Uh, no, uh, yeah, twenty second and twenty third, which means on the night of the twenty first, that Friday night, Steve is going to be in Dallas at the Lone Star Open with me and my wife Shauna, and we're going to be helping Steve out with. He's going to be doing another Vanguard Tactics workshop. It's going to be a hands on um, the first tenth edition workshop. So if you have questions about tenth edition, if you have questions about how uh, player place terrain is going to work, anything like that. You should sign up for the workshop and come join us at Lone Star Open. It's going to be a great time. So there are still tickets available. I just checked last night. So um, I don't know how many tickets are available because I work with Frontline. But you should definitely go in there, grab a ticket if you're going to be at the Lone Star Open or even just even if you don't want to play at the tournament, if you're going to be in the area, if you live in the general um, East Texas, Dallas metro area, get a ticket, come visit us, come hang out with us, um, get a, little, a couple hours of hands-on training um, at the workshop. 
talk to Steve, talk to me. Um, we'd love to, t- to hang out with you and um, yeah, talk some 40K in, at this early, um, in these early days of 10th edition. So uh, with that, Aaron, uh, let's talk some characters. Characters, yes, definitely. Um, I, I, you know what? Let's, let's start with the big guy, Gaskell, Gaskell Thracker. Uh, we got to start with him. Yeah, definitely. It would start. We're doing an old podcast. We got to start with that. It, it's a mixed bag for me. This 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 day actually, actually to be honest, because um, I think there's there's one key thing that is is a point of contention at the moment and a little bit uh, difficult for me, uh, and that's the fact. So, data card aside, we'll we'll have a look at the rest of the stats in a minute. He can be he can be the leader for you know Megan Ops, right? Um, Gasco himself, when you try to stick him in a transport, is he, he takes up eighteen slots, and there's some. <laughs> so it doesn't mention it mentions that on the the data card for the uh, battle wagon. Okay? okay, it doesn't mention that on the data card for the truck at all. Uh, and so yeah, he can't fit in the truck. He's got orc infantry, uh, mega armor models. And uh, jump pack models can go in there. Yeah, there's nothing um, on his card that says anything about him fitting in a in a transport. So, and if the truck, I guess if the truck doesn't say that he could fit in it, then you can't even put him in a truck. Which he's a giant model. So, <laughs> actually, no. We, I, t- I take it all back. He he's got the infantry cat keyword. So that's a big change from. Uh, oh, okay. That's a big change from ninth edition. He's now got the infantry keyword when he hasn't. He didn't have. He had the monster keyword before. And he's basically, oh, okay. his, stat, his stat line has been paired back, kind of matched with Meganobs a little bit more. Uh, hence, obviously, he can lead a Meganobs unit. Uh, I, I still stand by my issue that he takes 18 slots in a battle wagon. Doesn't mention that on the truck keyword. So he could, he could go in a truck, but from, uh, from my point of view, he can't fit in a battle wagon or he can barely fit in a bag or battle wagon. Don't think he can really fit in a truck. Okay. So that's probably something to be FAQ'd in the future because it's not real clear. Yeah, okay. exactly. Now, uh, as soon as you... I can't imagine. If he can't... Yeah, if he can barely... Just realistically, conceptually, if he can't fit in a battle or barely fits in a battle wagon and he's not going to fit a battle wagon with him and a squad of mega knobs, how's he going to fit in a truck? Which is like half the size. Exactly. And and uh, there's a little bit of a contention point at the moment. A few people are sort of questioning. Uh, again, an FAQ thing maybe is, uh, does Makari count as an extra model or is he part of the unit? So is it 18 models or 19 models to fit in a battle wagon? Right. Um, so um, th- I think that needs an FAQ, that bit. The main problem here, though, for me is that if you do add him to a unit of Mega Knobs, let's just say, you know, five, six Mega Knobs, where he's supposed to be because his leadership abilities, his leader abilities uh, work really well for them. It's plus one to hit and uh, plus one to win for the unit. Awesome. Basically, the, the unit's going to have to foot slog up the board because they're not going to fit in a transport. And for me, uh, he's going to get shot pretty hard. Um, when, you, when you see that force, the, the capacity of that unit to do damage to you, he's going to get shot pretty far, pretty quickly. So uh, right now, as it stands, um, I'm feeling a little bit um, not too sure about him. So just looking at his abilities. So like I say, he's got the plus one to hit, plus one to wound. Um, it's quite cool. With orc, friendly orc units within 12 inches of Makari. Uh, when you've called the war they have the lethal hits ability. So that's a critical hit roll. So a modified six will be a uh, automatic wound, which is pretty great, really, especially when you consider the volume of attacks that the Orcs are doing. Yeah. Uh, I think this one's a, a, a play it a few times, see how it goes. Maybe the sort of whole less lethal uh, 
of the the addition will make that actually more feasible. And he can footslock up the board. Maybe, maybe not. But I'm going to try that one out a few times. But Maybe after we've dealt with the indirect fire issue and Eldari Wraith Knights. But that's exactly. a conversation for another day. Exactly. Um, so and and twelve inches as an aura is a substantial aura. So a lot. I mean, if putting gas in the middle of your army and charging them up the board, if you've got a whole bunch of boys with him, that mm. aura of lethal hits could matter a lot when you call the wall. So potentially he's he he could be game breaking. I mean, he not game breaking, but he could be very pivotal and helpful. in your sounds like if when you declare the wall, if you can just make sure he survives that law. Yeah, exactly. It, he. Uh, he's that kind of um, he he turns up the rest of the units around him by by quite a lot, and I think actually it's um, on his own is is potentially really good. Uh, you've got unless there's mortal wounds fine about, but Makari has got his two up invuln save the kind of whole. If you remember the the archon save that goes on where you've got two up invuln and you can't re-roll it, so mm-hmm. Makari actually someone's firing lots of attacks at him. You could, unless there's precision out there, obviously precision, they can choose to kill Makari first. Yeah. Uh, like he could defend, Makari could be defending Gaz, which is quite thematic. I quite like that. Um, his, his weapon profiles are, are um, kind of similar to before. Um, like big four damage, Gork's claw, six attacks. Yeah. Uh, I want to play him. I love him. So we'll, we'll see how he yeah. goes, but a little bit of an issue with him for me personally. Yeah. And just so uh, for anybody who hasn't looked at the index cards yet, Gaz's five inch move, six toughness, two up armor save, ten wounds, OC four with a six up leadership, um, and he uh, uh, like Aaron said, he's got a four up invuln, and then Makari has a two up invuln that you specifically notes you can't reroll that. So T six is is a good break point, and because all of your main bolters and heavy bolters and all that are gonna wounding on fives, so that's solid. And then 10 wounds is, that's a lot of wounds. Yeah. Certainly more than most Space Marine characters. So. It is. He has, he has been uh, tuned down a little bit, but I think that, I think, he, I think he's going to be pretty, pretty reasonably tough. Okay. Uh, what's the next character you want to talk about? I would like to talk about the Beast Boss. I really like the Beast Boss. Uh, and I'll tell All you right. why is uh, there's, there's this particular combination of, of uh, universal special rules that, as many people know now, is very strong. Uh, and that's the Devastating Wounds is awesome. So that is on a, a crit roll, uh, sorry, a crit wound roll, um, You your damage turns into mortal wounds. So if you roll a six you uh, on, on your profile, then the damage characteristic turns to mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends. When you pair that with the anti-keyword X, Universal special rules. So in this case, Beast Snagger Claw has got an anti monster four plus and anti vehicle four plus. That means that on a four plus against vehicles and monsters, you're getting that critical wound. So when you do your wound rolls, any four plus is going to trigger devastating wounds. That's a really strong combo. And it's, there's a lot of stuff yeah. out there that is uh, probably a little bit too much on the weapon profiles that this guy's got is uh, I, I think a really nice, uh, for the cost of the unit, really nice anti-tank that I think, anti-tank and anti-monster that I think that the index may suffer from in, 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 other, uh, in other regards. So the, the profile with the Beast Nagger Claw is four attacks, uh, 
hit on a three, strength 10, minus two, two damage. And then the beast chopper is uh, anti-monster four plus and anti-vehicle four plus. Six attacks, hit on a two, strength six, AP one, two damage. Now it's not extra attacks, so you're going to have to pick one of those. And I would suggest the one with uh, the six attacks, the beast chopper, uh, to trigger the, the, the mortal wounds. But I think uh, off the top of my head, I think you're going to get five, six, maybe up to eight mortal wounds when you attack a vehicle with this guy. Um, so yeah. it's uh, a, a decent amount when you're when you're searching for for some damage against those. Yeah, roll well. You could drop a dreadnought. Yeah, quite possibly. Quite possibly. Just going through your saves, especially some some units that are maybe a bit harder to wound on. Uh, if, if we're thinking knights and things like that, then these guys going to pull it out of the bag a little bit. Uh, I think, especially when when you're chip damage from your choppers and things like that, from boys and beast snagger boys and things like that. They're starting to wound things on sixes against vehicles these days. Then, yeah, I, I think that uh, especially so he he can be a leader for beast snagger boys. And I think sticking him in a unit of Beast Snagger Boys gives a little bit of duality to that unit. You've got that anti-vehicle and you've got all the, the volume of attacks that can, can and damage other units. So I think that's, a, that's yeah. a nice character for me. I like that. All right. Um, he, he can obviously only join uh, Beast Snagger Boys, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we'll get to, to, I'm assuming we'll get to them, uh, to their data card and whether or not, you know, how good of a bodyguard unit they are in a minute. So um, how about the Beast Boss with Squigasaur? That, he was real popular last edition. Yeah, I've got a couple of these at home. Uh, I, I really like this. I really like this, especially when you com- you combine it with an enhancement, which I'm sure we'll get to uh, in, a, in a little bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, this guy, he's still very tough. Uh, and I say very tough. We've got a feel no pain four plus in there. Uh, so we start with his stat line. He's got movement 10, toughness 10, which is, I'd, so on the scale of things, it's, Tougher than a rhino or a um, bioprism, maybe. Uh, not quite as tough as some of the big characters or, or the knights and things like that, but it's a very good middle ground. Three plus save, uh, nine wounds, uh, leadership six, and OC three. Now, like I said before, feel no pain four plus, and a five up invuln on this guy. Uh, the kind of anti monster, anti vehicle keywords coming in there again. Uh, and if you do stack this guy with the Headwhoppers Kill Chopper Enhancement, he is, uh, so Orc model only, melee weapons equipped by the bearer that do not have the extra attacks ability, have devastating wounds. You get that same pairing as before with the Beast Got Boss it. for this guy. And it's the same profile as the other Beast Chopper, just I think the, the character, he's a little more, he goes out solo, he's a little bit quicker. Um, right. A 10-inch move over 6-inch move, he's going to move... He's going to get across the table a little faster and start taking out with that beast chopper. Exactly, yeah. And I think I hope to think that with that feel, feel no pain and the invuln save, that when you've got target priority on the board, and this is something that orcs uh, really want to lean into, is having a lot of threat saturation. I'd like to think right. that people maybe might not target that guy quite so much until it's too late. And then you've also got uh, extra attacks. So you can, using the Universal Special Rule extra attacks, you've got the Squigasaur's Jaws. So that's an, an additional three attacks. Um, just hit on Weapon Skill 4, Strength 7, minus 2, 3 damage. And that has devastating wounds as well. So a lot of, a lot of more wounds potentially coming out of this guy. Yeah. And he's got, what, two? He's got two special abilities 
Here we go, uh, which is an, a six-inch aura for beast snagger units that can re allows them all to reroll charge units or reroll charge rolls. Um, and then he's got single-minded predator. You can target this model with the heroic intervention strat for one CP, and you can do so even if you have already targeted a different unit with that strat this phase. So he's going to get the combat. It seems like. Yeah, definitely. And, and given that it's, I'm a little bit sad that we've lost the kind of here we go across the army. Uh, I absolutely love just having free charge rerolls, but to to put that back in in that way, I think is quite useful. So, yeah, if you kind of put him in amongst um, maybe when you when you call the war, put him in amongst your beast boss and your um, your beast snagger boys and a couple of extra bits. Then yeah, I think I think this guy's uh, is pretty cool. And that heroic intervene strat, oh, I'd like to have seen that for zero CP because I know a lot. I've been like I said, been playing a custodies and that's got that in there for zero CP. But even still, right. one one CP for that, it's it's pretty good value. And sometimes uh, what I found with a couple of games that I've played is if you stack a couple of units up and if you do have access to that strat, uh, it can turn a combat on its head uh, when your opponent doesn't quite realise that that's going to come in. So. I think that's a definite, um, definitely useful to have that in there. Okay. All right. Uh, any other characters you want to mention? Uh, I just wanted to talk actually a little bit about uh, the, the Beast Boss on Squiggasaur's named character friend, Mozrog Moz Scragbad. God, that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's i'm glad that was you and not me man <laughs> yeah can we cut that no no let's leave that in there for a bit of fun <laughs> yeah we'll leave that in there yeah yeah um so obviously he's, he's the same platform as that previous guy but just leveled up and he's a named character so you um you i believe can't use the enhancements on him but i don't think he really needs it he's he levels up that anti-vehicle and anti-monster thing a little bit here um now he's got Basically, the bigger day is, I said that in a really West Country accent, each time this model makes an attack that targets a monster or vehicle unit, add one to the characteristic of, one to the damage characteristic of that attack. Each time this model makes an attack that targets a Titanic unit, add two to the damage characteristic of that attack. Oh, okay. So he can, he, he can level up, and he's also got more damage, I think, uh, kicking about in his profiles. So Gut Ripper is like an upgraded uh, the, the, the sword that the other guy had. That's anti-vehicle monster, uh, a monster four plus again. Attack six, two plus, strength seven, minus one, three damage. So that goes up to four or even five damage against the knight. Uh, and oh, then yeah. Big Chomper's Jaws, Devastating Wounds, and uh, which is extra attacks. And that's three, uh, three attacks, weapon skill three, strength seven, minus two, four damage. So that one goes up to damage five or even damage uh, six against a knight. So this guy's putting out a lot of hurt against vehicles and monsters. So when you're balancing out your list and you're kind of coming, you're coming up with that, that ideal uh, game plan, strategy, can I deal with this army, can I deal with that army, this guy might well come in if, you, if you've got that gap in there against vehicles. Uh, and also what you've got, Hungry Chomper is his other ability. Each time this model declares a charge until the end of the turn, each time this model makes an attack, Unmodified successful wound roll of a five plus scores a critical win. Okay, so his so his big Chompa's jaws devastating wounds will trigger on fives if he charges. Yeah, and if he's any any he's going to get critical wounds on anything else 
um, that's not because he's already doing anti monster, anti vehicle, but anything else is basically anti everything else. Five plus if he charges. So mm. solid. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. going to be wounding everything pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So he's already, and he's got a four up in Von as opposed to the five up in Von. So talking about that target priority thing, when I see a four plus in Von, nine wins with feel no pain, um, four plus as well, you, you kind of like, can, can I kill that? And if I do, if my opponent does try and kill that, as opposed to, let's say, all my trucks that are in my army, then that's less damage that's going into my trucks, right? Because this guy's got right. a much better profile to save on. Uh, so kind of how I used, used to use Gaz a little bit, to be fair, uh, in, in night edition. I don't care if you're going to shoot him because it's stuff that's not shooting my squishy things. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, what else? Any, what else? Any, any characters? I mean, there's so many characters in this game. Oh, They've gosh. got their docs and weird boys and big mech boys, and we could be here all day just talking characters. So yeah, we we really could. There's a few that I really like. Um, I I, I want to include Captain Badruck, um, just because he's a pirate orc and he's really cool. Um, oh, I love that model. Yeah, he's he's awesome, and I've never really got to play him before, to be honest. Uh, but I think I think in this edition he could be really cool. Uh, there's a, there's a an issue again that you need to get over with the trucks in that your character unit, um, the buffs that apply from the character don't pass onto the firing deck on the truck. So when the truck is shooting with the guys inside it, they don't get all the really cool stuff. So hmm. if we pair this guy with some flash gits, uh, so while this model is leading a unit, each time a model in that unit makes a ranged attack, you can reroll the hit roll, which for orcs is really good. I love re-rolling hit rolls of orcs. Uh, and then dead glowy ammo, while an enemy infantry unit is within six of this model, subtract one from the toughness unit, toughness characteristic of models in that unit. Uh, so he's basically, he's buffing flash gets um, if they're out on the table. So mm -hmm. what could happen is that you, you trundle around in a truck for a couple of turns, and then when you want something really dead, you then get out and you would expect to trade that unit. That unit's going to probably die in the following turn. But just really quickly looking at the flash gits, which is obviously which who he would attack, uh, attach to. Uh, so they have got the snaz gun, um, kind of a generic uh, orc profile, movement six, toughness five, four plus safe. Actually, that's better, better than a normal orc, to be fair. Uh, two wounds, leadership seven, OC one. And the, the, the snaz gun is heavy, so they get plus one's hit if they do stay still. It's sustained hits one in shooting, which is really cool. Range 24, three shots, hitting on a five, strength six, minus one, two damage. So stack them out, possibly, a, let's just say you had a unit of 10 because you're crazy. Uh, there's there's right. like 40 shots coming out from the, uh, sorry, 30 shots coming out from that unit. Uh, but the cool thing is if you target the closest eligible unit with a snaz gun, it's got an attack characteristic of four. So that's 40 attacks. Strength six, minus one, two damage, sustained hits. Oh, okay. Rerolling hits. It's going to kill a lot of stuff. And if yeah. you can, um, especially as you can now get out of your transport uh, after it's moved. So let's say you've got some in a truck um, and your opponent's got a, a, a boatload of space marines out there. Let's just call it, say, Primaris marines. And you want to split. Let's just shove a load of shots, 20 shots at one unit, 20 shots at another unit, re-rolling hits, you're going you're gonna to do a lot of damage on that. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if, he's get, if you're getting the buffs from, uh, um, from the captain, 
then yeah, they're like you said, they're probably not going to survive afterwards. The trade, they're you're trading them in, but you could do a lot of damage in one sacrificial yeah, move. Yeah, one more rule on that actually that I've I've just uh, just seen is that once per battle when this unit is selected to shoot, um, you can until the end of the phase, range weapons equipped by models in this unit have lethal hits. So a critical hit roll of oh. six is an auto win. So you would. Yeah, so you could you could have lethal hits and sustained hits on their snaz guns. So mm-hmm. everything every six you roll is going to be automatically wound and cause an extra hit that doesn't automatically wound. So yeah, and cool. you know what? I'm probably going to re-roll all those hits when I when I do that with with Captain right. Badrock. So I, I'm quite excited to just see what that see what happens with that on the board. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, really cool. Yeah, very cool. All right. Um, so any I think we've pretty much. Uh, summarize the the best characters in the laundry list of characters. Um, what about so? Um, how about just regular boys? I mean, they're sort of the cornerstone, or at least they have been historically the cornerstone of any good uh, orcs list. Mm. Uh, are boys something that are going to be considered? Um, this is a tough one for me, you know, um, because I, I've got I've got a lot of them on my shelf. Um, my initial impression is probably not. I need to get a lot more games out there. I, I think that they haven't gone up in strength with the chopper. So sort of in combat, the chopper is uh, three attacks, hit on a three, strength four, minus one, one damage. So when you consider the toughness of most stuff in the game has gone up, whereas before you could go into a load of vehicles and you chip damage in on fives, for example, or a lot of attacks right. going out, uh, not, not so good at that. So in, a, in an army, when you're balancing, uh, this is an anti-infantry unit, I'll use this for X, Y, Z role. And this is an anti-tank unit, I'll do that. Then I think they could be good. I think probably uh, the combo with the Beast Boss and the Beast Snagger Boys, which we'll get on to in a second, is probably better for me, for my, in my book. I think one thing that is important to know, obviously, we get free war gear now. So what you're going to want to do is start putting some power claws in there for free. And you've got um, every 10 models, you can stick a rocket launcher in there. I think that's where you're probably going to see these things uh, being used is maybe in in trucks, fairly cheap units. They can deal with some chaff in combat because they are going to kill kill chaff pretty quickly with the amount of attacks they've got. Just uh, use, use them probably to play the mission more than anything. Play the mission, kill chaff. I don't think they're going to do much more than that personally. Oh, and but. and use their OC to hold objectives. Exactly. Yeah. So they're OC. Okay. They're OC too. So we yeah. might see bigger blobs of them as well. Um, you see a bigger blob, you can pop that strap for minus one to wound, minus nails, and could be could be a difficult for some difficult unit for someone to clear out. Okay. Cool. Um, oh, I noticed that, uh, if it has if the unit has because you can go up to twenty models for a boys unit. If you if the unit has a starting strength of twenty. You can at, attach up to two leader units to it instead of one, but only one of those can be a war boss. So you can stick a war boss and something, a, a you know, a mad doc or something else on there to really make this a, you know, something that your opponent's going to go, uh, it, it, at least like you said, it's threat saturation. It's going to be a, do I have to deal with the 40 plus OC that someone just camped on that objective? What am I going to do? Yeah. So. Yeah. When you consider adding a, I think is the pain, there's lots of different versions, but a pain boy, I think is the one that can go on these guys. You're getting a five plus feel no pain at that point. Okay. When you're in the wall, you've got a five up in They could last and become a pain in the ass. 
Yeah, exactly. One note, I think, um, when you mentioned that that bodyguard rule and you can have uh, two two leaders on a unit, I think it's going to be very easy to fall into a trap of having too many characters in your lists because obviously assassinate really opens. That's something that in army composition, I think people recognize it pretty quickly when it starts scoring high against them. But assassinate, uh, if you've got a lot of characters, you're going to hemorrhage assassinate points on that. So uh, whether having a rule like that is is a, a benefit or a negative, I don't really know, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, the time time will tell on that since we don't really have a tournament meta hasn't really shaped up yet, other than wraith knights, d cannons, knight spinners, and desolation marines. So we we need to see a proper tournament meta start taking shape in the next month, and then we can start making those those decisions. I know I have my death watch list has five characters in it, which. It seems like a lot to me, but um, you know, we'll see if I'm gonna get if I give up a lot of assassination points or not. Yeah, and I also think getting out and playing games yourself and seeing how people score against you, I think that's one of the most important things. Um, it's all all well and good looking at someone who's won a won a tournament with orcs and has gone five and zero or something like that, but uh, you don't really know how that person's played that army or that list. So I think it's very important to get your games in yourself and and recognize what what units are quite important. Uh, and point for yourself. I've always, with my orcs, strayed quite a bit from the meta um, and just picked units that I enjoy enjoy playing with. Okay. Uh, any other, what other units uh, do, should we mention? There's so many to talk about. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I think maybe we'll quickly mention the Beast Nagger boys because we obviously mentioned yeah. the, beast, the Beast boss earlier. Um, so similar profile, I think the same profile probably as the, uh, the, the boys. So they've got the same movement of six, toughness of five, save of five, wounds is the same. Yeah, all of the stat line is the same. Uh, and then we're looking at the choppers. So the chopper, again, is um, attacks three, str- uh, hit on a three, strength five versus strength four on the boy. So they've got an extra strength on the chopper, and I think that's going to be big because if you consider, um, let's just say, a... Falcon or a uh, just a, a toughness rhino, a toughness uh, toughness nine model. Outside of the war, you're wounding that vehicle on fives against fives versus sixes. So that's quite okay. a, that's quite a, a big thing. These these guys are better at, at killing vehicles from that regard. Uh, but what these okay. guys also got on top of that is when you target a monster or vehicle, you can reroll the hit roll. So when you've got sustained hits coming in in melee and things like that, um, that that's going to be Pretty nice there. Other than that, I, I'm not sure exactly what the points difference is for these guys, but uh, I would say the Beast Snagger boys come for the, the the boys for me. Okay. Um, and they they I, I've always liked the the look of the Beast Snagger models because they look f- so, so much more feral. Yeah, they are so cool. They're really ferocious. I need to to get mine painted up and. Let's see. I pulled up the points. Um, boys are 85 points for 10, 170 for 20, and Beast Nagas are 105 points for 10, 210 for 20. So you're paying basically another 20 points for 10. So doing the so two more points per model. Yeah, yeah. I think to some degree that's that's worth it. The boys do have. A, uh, they've got better upgrades, so you can chuck the rockets in there, and the power cores, and things like that. The power snapper, which comes on um, on the uh, Beast Nagger boss, is um, four attacks, hit on a three, strength seven, minus one, two damage. So 
not quite as good as a power claw probably, but uh, upgrades wise, boys probably better. I'd say balance wise, I, I I would go with B Snagger boys, but again, we'll, we'll we'll find out soon. I think. Okay. Uh, how about commandos? Commandos. Now, um, I really like the rule where so they they can uh, you can't Overwatch them, which in this edition of everyone seems to like Overwatch. I think they're quite yeah. good. I think they're quite good. Uh, where are we at with points? Have you got the points there for those? Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, commandos, 135 points for 10. So 13.5 points per model. That seems really cheap, especially if you can't Overwatch them. And yeah. Overwatch, from, from everything I've heard from people coming back from early RTTs and stuff and early GTs, yeah, uh, Overwatch seems to be something that might need to get FAQ'd because it seems to be very uh, potentially persuasive in the, <laughs> in, in, in the forming 10th edition meta. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think that could be good. 135 points for 10. They are sort of sitting on mostly the same profiles. Um, they've got this uh, distraction grot. So once per battle in your opponent's shooting phase before making a saving throw for a model in this unit, before does distraction grot. Uh, and till the end of the phase, models in this unit have a five plus in on save. So a little bit of extra protection if you don't quite want to call the wire yet. Uh, maybe they're sat on an objective, uh, something like that. Uh, they've also got the bomb squig. So once per battle after this unit, I love the bomb squig, by the way. It's such a cool model. If you've not seen it, check it. After this unit ends normal moves, select one enemy unit within 12, uh, roll a d6. And two plus the enemy suffers d3 more wins. There's, there's a lot more wins flying about in this edition. Um, yeah, but two plus D three is not to be sniffed at, and I think that if you maybe need to clear a model off or something's just not quite dead yet, then throwing that out there might be might be quite good. Yeah, I mean you can you can send out the bomb squig at the end of the at the end of your movement, and then at the start of your shooting, do the grenade strat for another D three mortal wounds, and you've already so now you've dropped two D three mortal wounds on your opponent. You haven't even done any of your other actual shooting yet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, other than that, yeah, it's got some. It's got a very like it's got quite a few different uh, like melee weapon profiles that you can attach to it. So uh, I'm sure people are going to get creative with some of those. Maybe I think you're a little bit limited with how many you can choose on them. You can't stack them out. Uh, I, I can't see anything on the data card about infiltrate or uh, scout moves or anything like that. No, it's got. It, yeah, I can see it. I just pulled it up. It's got. Yeah, they've got infiltrators and stealth. Cool. So, so yeah, yeah, that's 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 pretty cool then. So they they can do their original thing. Um, so they can infiltrate. That I always found very useful. Uh, certainly in night edition, when you've got opponents that are doing things like um, they've got maybe a drop pod that's coming in, you can screen out an area. Throw that. You essentially throwing a unit commanders away a little bit, but. Mm. Screen, to, to, to screen out an area so that they can't drop a load of shots on you. Uh, there's, a, there's a few of those. And I do, I, I've seen a couple of those sort of rules kicking about in, in 10th edition. So uh, in my previous 9th edition list, I always ran probably two couple of units of five of these. Uh, where are they at? Can you have unit composition is one boss knob and nine commandos. Yeah, so it's a fixed 10, 10 models. So you're not going to yeah. be putting out little MSU five, ma- five model units, but at 135 points, 10 is not going to hurt your feelings. Exactly. It's not going to break your list or anything. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. So um, how about the trucks? Uh, I, you know, I can see a world like, you, you know, you mentioned earlier that there's no speed wall in this uh, index, but I can see a world where, uh, you know, when the Orcs Codex comes out that there's a speed wall detached or something. So are, but before that happens, are, are any of the trucks worth a mention, the boom blasts and scrap jets and all that? Yeah, no. So I've, I've traditionally be, always been a shooty type of orc. I love shooting orcs more than anything. And like you say, we haven't got that speed wire element and, and that really helped with the, the sort of lack of AP that those guys had or certainly improving it. Uh, I, I think you need to take all these cards with a little bit of a, uh, a sort of broader look at 10th edition, knowing that most stuff has been tailored back a little bit. Uh, for example, if we look at the scrap jet, for example, the mega scrap scrap jet, uh, it's rocket cannon is still blast, but rather than 3d three shots, it's now straight. Uh, it's now D six plus one shots and, uh, and blast strength nine AP two three damage. So in the scheme of, uh, let's just look at that strength characteristic for a start. Uh, so the rockets, rockets are flying around with orcs a lot. That previously was strength eight, which was the equivalent of a knight. Now it's strength nine, which is the equivalent of a, a rhino. So the, right. the overall strength of that set of attacks has come down. So that in itself means that we're probably looking for different types of targets to what they were looking for before. Still minus two AP and three damage, so it's still a really nice profile. So I, I think these guys are potentially looking, at, if we have like a particularly marine heavy meta or something like that, then send these out with that D6 plus one blast. That's then against a unit of 10 space marines, for example, desolation marines. That's D6 plus three attacks. When you start looking at those profiles, then I think this is... is potentially like looking like quite a nice unit and they've all i believe come down in points as well uh, it's also got the twin big shooter on there rapid fire two three attacks it's twin linked there's lost shots i mean it used to have a lot of shots like one of these things was pushing out at least 20 shots um in the in the previous edition it's now got that reroll wounds in it yeah it's going to kill some chaff and it's got that uh wing missile on there as well Still uh, fairly okay in combat. Four attacks, hit on a four, strength eight, minus one, two damage. And it has still got that mortal wind. Uh, the, I love the mortal winds that these guys have always done. So when you end a charge move, select one enemy unit with engagement range of it and roll one D6. On two to five D3 mortal wounds. On a six, that target unit suffers three mortal wounds. So these guys have got a strength eight attack. I think you pile on that, that charge move mortal wounds and then maybe you chuck a tank shock on as well. You could be chucking out some decent mortal wounds on the charge. Okay. Um, yeah, I like those. Um, you know what? There's a particular combo that I'm, I'm quite keen for and I'm going to try out. And this combines the rock truck squeak buggy. Now, as we know, this guy's got indirect fire. So taking the rules as they are, as they are now, like he's got squig launchers, blast, ignores cover, indirect fire. It's 36 inch range, D6 plus six attacks or shots. There's previously two D6 shots there. Uh, BS5, strength five, AP1, two damage. Uh, and the really cool thing is that when this thing targets infantry units, add one to the hit roll. So it kind of had that plus one to the hit roll before against everything, but it's now got that against infantry. So I'm hearing this is, you want a couple of these to take out um, Desolation Marines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like I, um, these these work really well for me at, at Bristol GT, which was ninth edition. Killed a whole unit of ten desolation rings. 
I'm, I'm looking to, to um, have a unit maybe that is doing the same thing. That ignores cover is really cool on that unit because they don't get that. We've got a, a unit that's set up uh, just behind some terrain, for example, to launch out on the next turn. You're potentially against Marines and things like that, doing some nice damage to them. The And we're going to go back to characters here a second. The, the pairing that I really like with this guy, he can fire indirect, okay, so you can hide him. Then we've got the mech. Now, the mech character is a uh, character that, while this model is in within three inches of one or more friendly orc vehicle units, this model has the lone operative ability. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know where I'm going with this. Basically, right. hide, hide a squig buggy behind a wall so it can't be seen and stick your mech on an objective just down in front of you and right. let him, basically, you, you can't touch him as long as, as long as you're outside of 12 inches. Right. I did a little control F on the index cards when I first turned up and looked for this ability because it is super strong. Um, I think GW is, is quickly in the past when we've had whole, like, the whole Kalexis assassin thing where characters can't be targeted. They've right. kind of jumped on that quite quick, quickly in the past, so I'm not sure how long that will last, but for me, that's going to go in, in, in one of my uh, armies every time, just to hold that yeah. kind of non-negotiable backfield objective as long as possible and not have to put too much on there sort of thing. Right. So, yeah, I think that's more, more about the pairing rather than the specific uh, like vehicle itself, but it's still, I think that's a cool, strong profile. Uh, and then the, the final one I just wanted to jump on, I do like the structure shot of Dragster, and the reason for that is that it's got this custom shot rifle, uh, one attack, hit on a three, which is really rare for Orcs, Strength 8, minus 2, D6, plus 1 damage. Uh, but the important thing is that it is devastating wounds. It is hazardous, so you might well do some damage to yourself, but it's got precision as well. So you can target characters and enemy units with that. All right. Yeah, it's, um, it has got its ability from before. Each time this model is selected to advance, you can remove from the battlefield and set it up again, nine inches away from enemy models. Uh, this isn't an assault weapon, so you couldn't shoot your guns and... Um, shock tunnel teleport yeah yeah so that's a bit, little bit of a shame um but yeah uh w- whether i'm gonna i feel like that's a design flaw you can yeah. teleport but you can't do anything when you get there <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i don't know i i, I think that I, I might well try it depends this these, these are all things that i just take into account when i'm thinking about a meta as it evolves like if there is a whole bunch of characters in a meta that um on on the top units that really amplify uh, an army's ability to kill you or, or do anything, then I'm looking within my army, my toolkit for things like precision and units like this that are going to help against that matchup. Whether it goes into my initial lists, maybe not because of uh, points and whether it's just going to die and not really do much other than that. But at some point it may well make its way in. Okay. All right. Um, let's talk aircraft. How about the uh, burn Obama and the DACA jet and all those? Are those um, have you given those any thought? Do you, do you even think aircraft are going to be much of a thing in tenth? You know, I'm I'm really not sure. I don't personally. I don't think so. My initial impressions of those data sheets, I was a little bit underwhelmed with the the, the bombs and things like that. Uh, let's just look at the burner bomber, for example. Now uh, he's got twin build shooter, so let's not worry about too much about that. 
twin super shooter is twin link strength. Um, strength six, AP one, one damage, four shots hit on a five. Uh, Scorching missile rack. The, the damage profiles are not they're not overwhelming to me. I don't I'm not really sure about them. Uh, the burner bomb, which is what it's really known for. Each time this model ends a normal move, you can select one enemy unit it moved over during that uh, during that move until the end of the turn. Models in that unit cannot have the benefit of cover. Okay. Uh, in addition, roll one d6 for each model in that unit. For each six, that unit suffers more, one more wound. Okay. When you look at other other like bombs on other units in in other indexes and things like that, that doesn't jump out at me to the point where I'm going to spend lots of points on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think like Dakajet, Dakajet's not got as many guns on it anymore. It's got the twin shoot, super shooter, which is rapid fire two, sustained hits one and twin linked, four shots, strength, five, uh, strength six, minus one, one damage. Uh, and I believe you can, yeah, you can add, it's got two twin super shooters and you can add an additional one. So might, might make its way in, but I think there's other stuff in the army that I'd probably put in first. Too many data okay. sheets, Dave. Got, got a yeah. lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. So one of the things, obviously, that's that, you know, early reports of of people having issues with is the towering keyword, which the Stampa has. And I think the Morkonaut and Gorkonaut have. So does that mean we're going to start seeing the 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 Titans of the Orcs come out? I'd absolutely love to like this. The Stompa. I've wanted to put Stompas in my list. I do put them every now and again when I'm playing a more fun game. his melee profile now is crazy. It's like it's like six attacks. I think it's like ten damage. And also, if you put a, a mech or something with the mechaniac special rule, you can get that plus one to hit uh, with it as well. Which there's some big guns on that guy. Um, yeah, I, 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 the time will tell. Basically, based on the terrain and how lethal everything really is when a few things have been toned back when the rave knights have been toned back and those outliers being toned back then will there be enough stuff in the game to really chew through a stomper at that point maybe it is worth the 800 points yeah um because what fortunately one of the things the stomper doesn't do is put out a whole bunch of mortal wounds unlike some of the other like the wraith nine such so um, yeah yeah, no. So I got the card now. So uh, the Stomper being uh, movement ten, toughness fourteen. So that's better than a knight. Yeah, uh, two plus save thirty wounds, leadership six, OC twelve. He's got the big death cannon, seventy two inch range, three d six shots, strength five. Uh, sorry, strength fourteen, ballistic skill five, uh, AP three and d six damage, blast as well on that. So that that. That's doing a lot of damage, especially if you get that plus one to hit on him. Yeah. Super Gatler, sustained hits one, uh, range 24, 20 shots, ballistic skill five, strength seven, AP one, and it's got two damage now. So that, okay. there's, a, there's a lot of shots coming out of this guy. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'd actually seriously consider trialing a list that, that had them in there. Uh, it's all just down to how fast he can die, basically. I think it's, yeah. is, is always the, the thing with this guy. Um, we'll, we'll see when the meta settles down a little bit, um, whether he's sort of... I wonder, actually, can he, can he pair himself with that um, the strat for Arda's Nails? Um, so Arda's Nails, strat, 
your opponent's shooting phase or fight phase just after enemy units tar- selected its targets. One orcs unit from your army that was selected as the target to attack. Minus one to wound. Ah, uh, no. Cannot select a vehicle aggression unit. That's sad. So no, uh, um, that's the feel no pain five up strat? That, that's minus one to wound strat. Oh, minus one to wound. That would have been better at a toughness 14. That would be silly. Can you imagine that? That would be a little bit much, to be fair. Yeah. So... But yeah, I mean, um, uh, it's got the effigy. So while a friendly orcs unit is within 12 of this model, each time you make a battle shock test for this unit, add one to the test. Um, and then stomping forward each time it makes a normal move, advances a full back move over models, including Titanic and terrain features. That's, that's great that's been put in there. Um, so move over uh, terrain features that are four inches or less in, in height as if they were not there. So... Potentially looking, he can get around the, the board a little bit better than he could before. Okay. But I just love the profile. The melee weapon profiles are just supercharged on this guy. Um, the, the, the strike attacks is six attacks, uh, weapon skill three, strength 24. Holy moly. Right? To take that into context, that's, that's wounding a knight on, t- on twos, AP five and 10 damage a pop. Um, think about the tank shocks you can get with that guy. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Ridiculous. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Mega Chopper, so the sweep profile is 18 attacks, hitting on a 3. Strength 10, minus 2, 3 damage. This this guy, very potentially, if you can keep him alive, hits for his points. Yeah. I think. Okay. You can chuck 22 Orc Infantry models in there. Nice. All right. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, this one in the Stompa says, Gaskell Rocket takes up the space of 18 models. So... <laughs> All right, so you could put Gaz inside of it, I guess, yeah. and stomp it forward 10 inches and then have Gaz come running out. So oh, that's like that a horrifying concept. I love that idea. So, all right, cool. Um, any other uh, data sheets you think are worth mentioning? Yeah, I want to come back to the Mega Knobs, actually. We, we talked about them very briefly. Oh, yeah, we danced around them. We did, yeah, with Gaz. Now, um, with Gaz, I don't think so, maybe, because they can't run up the board. On their own, in trucks. Now, these guys have got devastating wounds on the charge, okay? So during the battle round in which you... Uh, sorry. During the battle round in which you call a war, so not on the charge, melee weapons equipped by models in this unit have devastating wounds. So uh, let's look at the profile. Movement five, so a little bit slow. Toughness six. Uh, two plus save. Three wounds. Leadership seven and OC one. But the main thing really is the weapons. Now, uh, when I look at that devastating wounds ability, I'm immediately looking at the twin kill sword, a uh, twin kill sword profile, which is twin linked, re-rolling wounds. Um, yep. It's the attacks. They've only got two attacks with this, so I think about 200 points for a unit of five or six. It's five unit of five, 200 points. Two attacks, hitting on a four, strength 12. Minus three, two damage. Now, if you're re-rolling, obviously, you can be fishing for uh, all those juicy, devastating wounds on that. You do get the extra yeah. attack in, in that in the war. So there'll be three three per guy. So 18, let's just say 18 for a unit of, um, unit of six. These guys are going to be in there for me, especially with that tw- the re-rolling wounds strength 12 profile. They're a little bit of, dev- a little bit of uh, anti-tank for me. They're going in there, and they're going to they're gonna muller some stuff. So again, depending on your meta, I, I, for me, I'm, I'm going personally. I'm going to go three units of these um, coming out, oh, okay. of tr- coming out of trucks. Three units of six. Three All units right. of six. Um, I think it's, it's 
200 points for the unit of six, I believe. Yeah, 200 points for six. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, so, so here's, here's the thing with the characters. Might want to, uh, Dave, can they come in units of, uh, units of five there on the points? Yeah, they can do units of two, units of three, units of five, and units of six. Great. So, so what I would maybe say then is, is coming out of trucks, I might, for the sake of the points, drop down to a five and stick a beast boss, not the beast boss, the, uh, the, um, War boss in mega armor, the one that came out fairly recently with the little Gretchen on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chuck him in there for that uh, plus one to hit, so that those uh, those twin kill swords are then hitting on threes. I think that probably outweighs the losing the one guy. Uh, and then, uh, quite interestingly, the crumping time, the devastating wounds on the on the on the charge. Uh, sorry, on the war that buys the unit, so your war boss in mega armor will get that as well. So right. that devastating wins. All right, cool. All right, excellent. What's next? I think we really need to talk about Gretchen here for a second. Really? All right. Yeah, yeah, Gretchen. Um, and the reason I say that, I think they've come back down in points again. Um, this this new way that GW is um, doing the sort of units of 10 and pointing out for units of 10 has allowed them to do, uh, it's not pointed per model now. So for Gretchen, you've got a unit of 10 for 45 points. Now, that's cheaper than it was before, but the, the main thing about Gretchen for me is that they've got this ability, the CP farm ability. Cool. So, yeah, Gretchen. Um, I, I think that the main thing for me about these guys is they've got this ability called Thieving Scavengers. Now, at the start of your command phase, roll 1d6 for each objective marker you control that has one or more units on your army with this ability within range of it. If one or more of those rolls, so you can't stack it up, but if one or more of those rolls is a four plus, you gain one CP. Okay. So in so a, for 45 in a, points, you can stick, stick them on, you know, just run them up on an objective along with something else. People are probably not going to waste their time shooting the Gretchen first and can potentially farm some, some CP at least early in the game. Yeah, you're, you're, especially if you've got a couple of them. Let's just say you've got two units of these, 90 points, and they're going up, they're, they're kind of hold their OC2 for the Gretchen, which is pretty good for a... a such a low cost model. Yeah. Uh, when we're in this edition, I found it my, with my first two games. CP is very hard to come by, and you want to be still in the stratagems. I mean, when you've got this minus one to wound strat for one CP, you you want to be firing that off as as much as possible. Not to mention the other ones that you've got as well. So uh, Gretchen have got a place in my lists purely for that. Uh, but they've also got some cool stuff that they can do when you pair them with a couple of characters. We won't go too far into it, but I know there's, um, if you pair it with the special Gretchen character, you get, I think, a nine-inch scout move or something like that, uh, and plus one to hit and wound and things like that. So probably not spending points on those things. For me, they're just going to be in there and pushing forward and, and taking some objectives and gaining me CP, basically. I, th- I think people will... It will hit people too late that they need to deal with that that threat, right? Of getting all those CPs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I do. I really like Gretchen. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, one more. I don't have we have we properly talked about the truck yet? I think that we really not should. in detail. No. Not not in detail. Not not looking at the, the card. The truck, I'd say for me, is the best card in the in the in the whole index. And the reason I say that 
is it's 50 points. That's come down by 20 points from the last edition. It's 50 okay. points for a transport. It is movement 12, so it's got that movement still. It's toughness 8, so it's sitting at that little bit less tough than a rhino, but doesn't really matter to me. 4 plus, save, 10 wounds, leadership 7, OC2. Obviously, you can chuck all the add-ons for it for free, so you got your Wrecking Ball, which is like an attacks D6 damage. Trait 10, so get your Tank Shocks in there. Fire in deck 12 on it, um, and it's got Grot Riggers at the start of your command phase. This model regains one lost wound. Got six up Invuln built into it, and in terms of its dedicated transport ability, it's got a transport capacity of 12 Orc Infantry models. Each Mega Armor uh, model takes up the space of two models, and it can't transport jump pack models. Now, at 50 points, Orcs are squishy. They're inherently squishy because they're generally one wound. Um, if they're out, they're going to get shot and they're going to die. You stick Orcs in transports, smaller units of 10, units of Mega Nobs. They're a lot quicker to get up the board. Your opponent then has to kill the transports and they've got to kill the unit inside and it can make a mess of things for them. Mm. I'm going to stick as many trucks in my list as I possibly can. The other really important thing about the truck is that being a 50-point cheap model, as soon as the unit has disembarked and gone and is doing its thing, it's, it's a target that your opponent doesn't really, really want to shoot at or waste time and energy on. But what it can do is it's got the ability to shoot, it's eligible to shoot. So that means you can do a lot of objective stuff with it. So it can run off and do all sorts of stuff after it's delivered its uh, payload of orcs. I think when you're, especially when you're running tactical missions where you're getting the kind of random missions and maybe you need to make a break for the center of the board and do, it, do an action on that, it's, it's a unit that you don't care if it's not, not going to be shooting after it's done its thing. So, right. yeah, trucks. I think for me, got you. You got to have something to deliver all those orcs and at fifty points, and then on top of that, their ability to 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 run and do mission stuff is going to be awesome. So yeah, I'm going max on trucks personally. Okay, and dedicated transports. The limit's six, right? I believe so. Yeah, I've got yeah. six on my list. So yeah. <laughs> okay. So hopefully that's legal. We'll double check yeah. that later. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. So. Um. Let's go back up. We already talked about enhancements a little bit. Um, we'll just speed through those real quick. The first one, uh, we can just alternate on these. The first one is follow me, lads. Um, orcs model only while the bearer is leading a unit. Add two inches to the move characteristic of models in that unit. Pretty straightforward. Put that on somebody and have them hustle. Yeah, and, and orcs, you want to get into combat, you need to get there fast. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's decent if you've got the points, if, you need, if you've got the points spare for it. Okay. Yeah. All right. You want to do the next one? Yeah. Uh, let's do head, head Whoppers Kill Chopper. Um, I would pick the really long one again. So uh, we talked about this one earlier, but Orcs model only. Melee weapons equipped uh, by the bearer that do not have the extra attack ability have the devastating wound ability. That's the one that's going to make it onto a character most times for me, I think. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then we got, um, oh, this is a talk about a, a famous Orc saying, cunning but brutal. Uh, orcs model only while the bear is leading a unit that unit is eligible to shoot and declare a charge in a turn in which it fell back so some fallback and and do stuff shenanigans yeah very good now typically uh, I've always found historically my orcs don't tend to survive after they've gone into combat because they are a bit squishy 
but uh, certainly if you've made it, you've kind of gone for that advance and charge, you've got in there and you do survive, that's going to give you that fight first ability back when you, when you can fall back and, and charge your opponent. So yeah, it's uh, uh, potentially really good. Yeah. All right. And then you want to handle the last one? Yeah. So super cyborg body, orc model only, the bearer has a feel no pain four plus ability. So simple, I mean, straightforward. Really easy. Yeah. And you, you pick a character. It, it might be something that you want to do for a, a, um, does certain things in a mission or just want a really tough character to, to stay alive and keep his buff going. Then you might throw that on there. Okay. All right, cool. Um, and let's see the, the points on these is follow me lads is 25 head Wapas kill choppa is 20. And then the other two are 15 points each. So the super, super cyborg, super cyborg body at 15 points for a four up feel no pain on a character's, very cost effective. So you got 15 points extra. You definitely want to slap that on something. Absolutely. Especially if your opponents, uh, maybe if you've got a few too many characters, then uh, that's actually it's quite a nice observation, actually. We talked earlier a little bit about uh, having, say, four to five characters um, for so your opponent doesn't really want to take assassinate. But what you could do maybe is trap some people into that. So if you throw in a couple of those um, Harder to hit characters, harder to wound characters, maybe Beast Boss on Squigasaur, the, the character one, the name character one, and then one with Super Cyborg Body, then all of a sudden these are very hard to kill. Then you might trap someone into picking Assassinate. And as we've seen historically with maybe armies like um, uh, Adeptus Sororitas, uh, it can be a bit of a trap to pick Assassinate against certain armies. Yeah. So maybe something to think about. Okay, cool. All right, let's do some strats. Yes, strats. All right. First one is Kareen. Um, use uh, at, during any phase, just after an orc's vehicle unit from your army with the deadly demise ability is destroyed. Um, that destroyed orc's vehicle unit, if you roll a six for its deadly uh, demise ability, you can use this stratagem on that unit, even though it was just destroyed. The effect is your unit can make a normal move or fallback move before its deadly demise ability is resolved and before any embarked units perform an emergency disembarkation. Uh, when making this move, your unit can move over enemy units as if they were not there. So if you roll a six, your deadly demise, your vehicle can yeet itself further into making sure that its explosion does maximum damage. I absolutely love this. I think it's so cool. It's very situational. Yeah. You got to roll a six on your deadly demise. So that's, you know. Yeah. You got to roll the six. Um, there, there's a bit of a, I, me and Michael talked about this one earlier and, and the wording on it is a little bit like, do you, I need to use the strap before you roll, but I, I think we both agreed that it's the other way around. If you do roll that six, though, previously you only had a six-inch normal move, and you couldn't move, you couldn't fall back, or you can uh, like go across units and things like that with that. So yeah. a little bit more more limited. But let's just say if a unit of uh, you got a truck that's wrapped with a unit of boys or a unit of mega knobs, maybe it's the end of the fight phase. You got a twelve-inch move with that unit. Yeah, you can move over your enemy. You can move a lot closer to where your target in the next turn might be. Yeah. So, a situational, but keep your eye out for this opportunity because yeah. uh, this this could be potentially game-changing. Like if you get get a unit out and get them in the right direction. Um, I also really really want to see a, a stomper do this. 
<laughs> what is it like 2d6 or whatever yeah it's deadly demise 2d6 on the stomper i yeah. would love to send that into someone's lines and just just watch them wait <laughs> that would be horrendous yeah uh all right so uh you want to do the next one yeah sure so orcs is never beaten 2cp it's used in the fight phase just after an enemy unit has selected its targets um one orc unit from your army that was selected as a target of those attacks Basically, uh, at the, until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit is destroyed, it's not for, do not remove it from play, you can fight. So we see this in quite a few armies have got this, and it is very, very powerful. Let's just say, uh, you, let, let, let's say you, you really go in on your, your war turn, you send several units in at once, and you send three units of magnobs in. Uh, you know that someone's going to interrupt right. once. So you send one unit in, you do your shot, you do your attacks. The unit that is being interrupted into, pop this strat on them. They can do all their attacks and you get to choose another unit and then they can do all their attacks. So this is where having those Gretchen in there to, to really up your CP is going to be super important because I think that's going to be a very strong strat to use. Um, I've, I've seen that it is... Um, very strong in other armies, so I would expect it to be the same in this one. Okay. All right. Uh, next one is Unbridled Carnage for one CP. Use it in the fight phase on one orcs unit that has not been selected to fight this phase yet. Uh, until the end of the phase, each time an orcs mod on your unit makes a melee attack, an unmodified hit roll of five plus scores a critical hit. So that's the one you were talking about that's going to make the most of your sustained hits from your detachment roll. Ab- absolutely, yeah. This is for one CP. If you want to make something dead or you want to make something really dead, then you might pop this one on there. Got it. All right. Uh, the next one is the one you mentioned a couple of times. Yeah. Art is nails. Uh, so effectively your opponent's shooting phase or the fight phase just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. One orc unit from your army that was selected as the target of one of those attacks minus one to wound. And as we noted earlier, restrictions, you cannot select a vehicle or Gretchen unit for this stratagem. So one CP, minus one to wound. I think this is, uh, again, there's too many strats that are very good. (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely see that one getting spammed a lot. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to really manage your CP usage using this army because there's some really nice strats here. Yeah. All right. uh, Next one is mob rule for one CP. Use it in the command phase uh, on a mob unit from your army that contains 10 or more models and is not below half strength. Uh, Until the end of the phase, while a friendly orcs infantry unit is within six inches of that mob unit, that orcs infantry unit can still be selected as a target for your of stratagems, even though it's battle shocked. So, Hmm. all right. Yeah, that's that's okay. Situational, but it it, it is situational. It it is useful. Um, I, I note that it's it's. You can use stratagems on it, even if it's battle shock. So it's not like getting rid of the effects of battle shock, so you don't get OC and things like that. Still, but um, yeah, there, there could be moments to use this. Maybe not on top of all the other really cool strats that we've just seen. Yeah. Okay. All right. You want to do the last one? Here we go. Um, the, the 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 typical. We had this. This was re-roll hits before as like a more of an army rule, but um, this now is at the start of your movement phase. One orc infantry unit from your army until the end of the turn, add two to advance and charge rolls made for that unit. This is if my opponent has conveniently placed their 
unit a little bit too far away and I want to really reach it after I've called the wire maybe, then pop this in and you've got an extra four inches of movement on what they expected you to have. Yeah. So it's, it's quite nice that this is used at the start of your movement phase so you can kind of analyze the board a little bit, uh, check your measurements. And look, I probably am going to use this if I've got my mega knobs are on the charge and maybe uh, if I measure the distance out and I'm, I would be a nine-inch charge or an eight-inch charge or even less maybe, I might pop that just to really ensure that that unit makes it into combat. That would be uh, really good. Okay, cool. All right, that is it for strats. Um, now let's talk some uh, just overall play style of the army. Having gone through, there's so many different data sheets. So many, there's tons of characters as you mentioned. There's boys. There's beast saga boys. There's all the specialist troops. Obviously, several different kinds of vehicles. We didn't even touch on death dreads and you know killicans and some of those other uh, iconic orc uh, units. So altogether, what do you think the the overall play style orcs is is likely to be or should be well i i think it's, it's um if, if you look at where it's at in terms of like the sustained hits really focusing on melee okay um and mirroring it to the ninth edition codex you're looking at your pressure lists so we're looking at units that can trade well for their point sufficiency units that play the mission are quite cheap so I, I think that I'm inclined to say I'll be running um, tactical missions maybe with these guys because uh, you've got that a lot of duality in, in a lot of the units so they can maybe go out and kill a, kill a vehicle or a monster or they can go out and kill a unit of chaff or they can stay in uh, and, and do an action on, on something. A lot of fast-moving stuff and fairly cheap. So I think you're going to want to be um, ensuring you make the right trades with your enemies so that means um, uh, picking a, a, an enemy unit that you know you can probably kill that is uh, of a higher point value than the unit that you're sending in. That's always always a, a really important thing to, to sort of measure out. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's an army that's probably designed to get into combat, get into melee. So uh, you may, you're going you're gonna to have to probably think and play around uh, Overwatch quite a little bit. That's going to be your, your, your one to worry about a little bit for now. Uh, and also just making sure that when you get to the board and you analyze the terrain and things like that, uh, think about your opponent's threat ranges and the angles that they can carve on your units. And hopefully, basically, what I'm looking to do, units and trucks, six units and trucks, send them up the board, try and keep them in cover, and then really push out on turn two with the war and i would go full tilt at that point personally i'm i'm quite uh, uh maybe not quite so tactical when i call the war typically I, I i just go all out a little bit i think thematically the war is supposed to be a all right tactics are out the window now just everybody charge yeah so. yeah exactly i where whereas previously the the pressure lists were kind of like over several turns i think that now that uh the abilities within that are kind of like funneled into one turn, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I might be inclined to, like I say, go full tilt in one turn as opposed to like across lots of turns. But then you put an immense amount of pressure forward and then you let your trucks 
go and do little actions and stick, stay in this quarter or go in the middle or do whatever. That's how I would probably play it to begin with. But like I say, this is all like we, we said earlier, like I have been playing with my custodies for um, the, the first sort of few games of the edition. So a lot of this is theory, but um, it's theory backed up by quite a lot of games of walks in the last edition. Yeah. All right. You kind of already answered this question. So normally, you know, at this point I ask the, the, the subject matter expert, what's, um, how does this score the primary? I think you already answered that, which is swamp the board. And basically, yeah. 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 Swamp the board. Um, I, like I say, I think, uh, the, the mech, uh, as it stands right now is a very cheap way of keeping your home objective. Um, your sort of what we like to call non-negotiable objective. Uh, and then pushing out onto, uh, yeah, swamp, swamp the board. Um, I'd say you're going to be probably taking objectives off of people more than you're going to be really stacking up on your own objectives because um, typically if you, if you stack a lot of units on objective quite out in the open, it's not got the staying power that other armies have got. So, yeah, I'm going to be looking at um, maybe have the mech, maybe a couple of mechs kind of taking closer to home objectives and then send all the stuff out and see what sticks basically. Okay. Um, and is this, um, do you imagine orcs playing the tactical missions or more fixed? Uh, I think, I think tactical probably I'd need to, to, to test out a few games, but I think they've got the, the movement, the capability and the cheap units to afford to go and do weird and wonderful things around the board. Um, like I said, trucks, I think they're going to be great for sending out units um, and doing objectives because a, a lot of army, like what I found with my custodies is, is I don't really want to sit and do an action on the middle of the board uh, because the unit is very expensive and you're going to want to do other stuff with that unit. Whereas if you've got a 50 point truck that can just sit in a board and do an objective, score you some points, then, then, that's probably the way I'm going to lean is tactical, I think. Okay. All right, cool. All right. Um, so before we uh, close out, we had a rules lawyer question. You and I, um, in, a, in a rare fit of preparation that I don't normally do, you and I talked this one a little bit ahead of time. Um, so, uh, and I'm a, dude, I'm a butcher your name. I'm so sorry. But this question came in from um, the uh, community for, uh, 40K community Facebook page. Um, it's from uh, Jir Contilla. Again, so sorry I butchered that. Um, he asked to summarize this question. He said, "Can you can your opponent fire Overwatch if you fail a charge roll?" Um, and so the uh, the strat says um, you you target your opponent. It's during your opponent's movement phase or charge phase, just after an enemy unit is set up, or when an enemy unit starts or ends a normal advance, fallback, or charge move. Um, and then the charge roll. That's not real clear just on the strat alone, but when you look at the charge rule or the charge rules, it says you then make a charge roll for the charging unit by rolling 2d6. The result is the maximum number of inches each model in that unit can be moved if a charge move is possible. For a charge move to be possible, the charge roll must be sufficient to enable the charging unit to end that move within engagement range uh, without moving within engagement range of any units that were not a target of the charge and in unit coherency. So the short version is. You and Aaron, I, and I think you agree with me here. If you're if you fail a charge roll, then the charge move is not possible based on those rules, and so therefore you can't get overwatched. Was that our consensus? 
Yeah, exactly. It's very important with seeing things like this to just start reading, like re really slowly read the two, two rules together. And, and this is where we came to with it. Um, I would say we're bang on the money with this one. Some people might disagree, but essentially the charge roll, you fail it. If you don't roll, you, you fail it. You can't do a charge move unless you roll the right, the correct number on the dice. And the stratagem applies at the start of a charge move or the end of a charge move. So I think it would be, to me, very clear cut to say that you have to successfully charge and then start moving for the Overwatch strat to apply. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Jir, the, the answer to your question is uh, no. You fail the charge roll, your opponent cannot fire Overwatch. It's, you know, well, Overwatch is already overly strong. It has other issues. But it's in a huge change from previous editions, no. If you fail the charge roll, you're not getting Overwatch. You're not Overwatching before they make the charge roll like before. So uh, that's it. All right. Um, dude, Aaron, thanks so much for coming on and, and doing this with me. I much appreciate it. You are, uh, as always, the font of Orc knowledge. Um, so uh, really glad that you and I can finally connect and do this. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you for giving us your time and your attention. We are certainly excited to be back and talking about these uh, 10th edition uh, indices um, and all of the, you know, I'm, I'm also excited with the, to have rules lawyer questions again. So guys, go ahead and go on the uh, Facebook page and leave us your questions um, if you've got them. Um, obviously, as the index and as 10th edition develops, uh, we'll, we will hopefully get some more clarification on some of those. There's a couple that I'm not even touching just yet. I'm hoping for an FAQ. Um, but uh, yeah, again, thanks. Huge thanks to Aaron uh, for coming on here. Don't forget to check him out on Instagram. And obviously he's on um, several stream games with uh, the rest of the VT crew. So uh, I think the next episode that I am going to be recording is I'm still trying to get Jack Downing in to do Dark Angels. And I have another special guest uh, that I can't release, confirm the name of just yet. Um, someone to come in and talk about um, Imperial Guard or World Eaters. And then uh, Steve and I are going to try to connect this week, I think, to talk Bullet Angels. Or maybe we'll talk GSC since he just uh, uh, had a great showing over the weekend with his GSC. So dropped only nine points in, in three games. So uh, gotta find, I have to find out how he did that too. So um, lots of stuff still to talk about. Until then, this is Dave Caldwell for Aaron Kennedy and all of Vanguard Tactics saying, Orcs is made for two things, fighting and winning. Take care, guys. <laughs>